that start this Saturday night, 6 p.m., April 16th, 2022, as the Toronto Raptors travel to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers in round one. Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Raptors podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joshua Anselmo, here to talk to you guys today about your favorite team in the NBA, your Toronto Raptors. It is playoff time. I cannot wait. I am so excited for this episode. It is the first Ever episode of the Battleborn Raptors podcast talking strictly about the postseason and round one that features our Toronto Raptors against Philadelphia. Now, just some early thoughts before we dive in to a full series look in. Uh, this is a favorable matchup for Toronto. It is, and I'm sure if you guys have followed along with Canadian sports media, a lot of Canadian writers and analysts believe this is a winnable series for Toronto. Some people are a lot more optimistic than others, calling this almost a cakewalk. I do not agree with that. Philadelphia is a good basketball team. They are still the favorites in the series. They finished fourth in the Eastern Conference with a 51-31 and 31 record. They did acquire James Harden at this year's deadline, trading over Ben Simmons in a package to the Brooklyn Nets. They do have arguably this year's MVP in Joel Embiid, who won the NBA scoring winner title this season. Joel Embiid. Awesome player, so talented, so fun to watch. It's a shame he's going to be going against us in the series, but he is a great player. You have to respect that. Clearly, without a doubt, the best player in this series. And I know a lot of people talk about in a best of seven series, a team that has the best player usually is the most successful, a more successful team. Sorry, but this Raptors team is always underestimated, and for that. I like their odds in this one. But with that, let's dive in now more analytically and look at the look-in. So the Raptors this season finished 48-34, and 34, fifth in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, this team was led by Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam's revitalizing season. Siakam, this team needed this from him. Big time. Siakam really came back this year, averaging 22 points per game, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, and a block. This is a guy that you know got the max deal, received a lot of hate in this city, had a tough season last year, battled some injuries, but this year came out flying. And I was high on him. I expected a bounce back season. If you were following this podcast from the early days, I did mention that that this summer I expected him to kind of find his form again. And he did so. Not to mention, I also picked him in fantasy this year, and he was awesome for my team. So Pascal Siakam, definitely my favorite player on the Raptors. I bought his jersey a couple months ago. Um, you know, the new City Edition. Love it. This guy is my guy. I'm really hoping he stays here long term because he is so fun to watch. And I just love his personality and the vibe he brings to this city. So I know a lot of people always tell me that, oh, he's never going to be the number one. He's that number two kind of guy. And he'll look really good in LA. And, you know, enough of that talk. Pascal Siakam led this team to the playoffs with Fred Van Vliet and Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., Chris Boucher, tons and tons of honorable mentions throughout this Raptors squad. I can go on and on, but Pascal Siakam deserves the respect 
And yes, a lot of people are arguing who is the second best player in the series. Is it Pascal Siakam or James Harden? And if you want my honest answer, I think it's Siakam. I'm sorry. I I love James Harden. Don't get me wrong. James Harden, yes, unfortunately, he's on Philadelphia now. But what he did in Houston, even his early days at OKC, always a guy that flew under the radar, then broke out. I love his offense. Uh, I love his mentality too, and like the way he just acts, his personality, the way he treats the media. Like he's just a character. Um, but he has had a tough, tough season, and a lot of that was due to some of the, I guess, boiling water down in Brooklyn with the Nets and the Kyrie stuff, and how that team didn't really gel with Kevin Durant. He came over to Philadelphia. A lot of question marks with James Harden now. There's a lot of question marks. And that is why I think that Pascal Siakam, without a doubt, is the second best player in the series. And I know that's going to upset a lot of people. People might think that's a homer take. But if you're asking right now, who do you have more confidence in, Siakam or James Harden? I'm going to take Pascal Siakam. And ask yourself that same question. Because if you're denying that, then I don't know what to tell you. Because you must have a tremendous amount of faith in James Harden. And, you know, I agree you could have that faith. But you're looking at the past and dwelling off the past. And oftentimes in sports, when you dwell off the past, you usually get burned. So it's all about right now and what is happening right in front of us. And with that, if you pull up his numbers, James Harden, um, he's averaging 21 points per game, 7 rebounds, 10 assists. He's played 21 games this year. You know, Harden, this is a guy, like I said, you're looking at the past now. I know... He's on the wrong age of 30 at age 32. He's still a very good player in my opinion. Do not get me wrong. This is still the guy that was drafted third overall in the first round by the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's a shooter, but I still think Pascal Siakam is the second best player in the series. But with that, with that, let's let's get out of this talk. And let's go to the numbers now and the keys to this series. Starting off with keeping Joel Embiid in check. Obviously, I wanted to get the elephant in the room out of the way first. Joel Embiid, like I said, best player in the series. If Nick Nurse's system and the Raptors' compete level is able to keep Joel Embiid off his MVP level game, the Raptors should be in a good position to succeed. He is the NBA scoring winner this year. He can dominate on both sides of the basketball. Really hard to play against. Tremendous talent here. You have to respect it. But I just think... That if the Raptors want to have a good chance in the series, you need to shut this guy down. And this might be obvious why so it's the elephant in the room take. It's all over sports media that are talking about the series. How are the Raptors going to control Joel Embiid? They've done it in the regular season. They've won three of four games against the 76ers. They've played pretty well against Joel Embiid. But if they're able to keep him in check, they should be in a good position. But with that, James Harden again. Keeping James Harden locked down making sure he doesn't hit his shots is also going to be just as important you cannot shut down Joel Embiid and let James Harden run the series because if you do that you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble James Harden is a very very offensive player obviously we know when he's on his game he can hit any shot it's almost impossible to you know discredit him for that kind of play we saw what he did with Houston in the playoffs this is a guy that's never gone to the promised land He is definitely going to be hungry now playing with a superstar like Joel Embiid. And I must give credit to the 76ers. Obviously, they were troubled with the drama of Ben Simmons all season long. Tyrese Maxey is a guy that stepped up tremendously. This 76ers team had a lot of players step up. Uh, Tobias Harris, as well as another guy I'm going to mention as 
an X factor potentially for Philadelphia, but credit to this organization. They did not want to waste this year of Joel Embiid and what he's doing as he is arguably the MVP. And they went out and acquired James Harden and they did part with Ben Simmons, a younger player who might've helped them more future wise, but they cashed in now. And I like that about this franchise. So I got to give them some respect for going all in because you cannot waste a guy's season like Joel Embiid is having right now. This guy is awesome to watch. He is so good at his job and, you know, rewarding him like that for what he's done. And this city now has a real contender. So, um, locking down James Harden is going to be important. Another thing that I want to mention with Harden is the 76ers are seventh in the league in three point field goal percentage. And obviously since getting James Harden, that's helped although these last five games before coming into the uh, postseason, he hasn't had good numbers four for 12. I think in his most recent game or four for 13, uh, definitely something that you want to make sure stays in the playoffs. If he's hitting his shots on all cylinders, then you got to worry about another NBA all-star because this guy, when he's on his game is without a doubt, a top player in this league. But another thing to note for is the 76ers are first in free throw percentage. And that is because why Joel Embiid and James Harden are running this team. They're the focal point. So that is something to worry about, but I have full confidence in our boys from Toronto. Uh, but with that, let's talk about something different now with the 76ers. We were talking a bunch of offensive basketball talk here in this opening 10 minutes of this podcast. But let's talk about the defense now. The 76ers defense, yes, it is okay. It's mediocre. Um, you know, their transition defense is actually something that I hope the Raptors take advantage of. Nick Nurse, we know he's a fantastic coach. If he's able to pick up on the transition defense of the 76ers, obviously the Raptors are the more athletic side. They're the more defensively responsible side. Uh, if the Raptors are able to pick on this, you know, they've done a good job in the regular season. Uh, with this so if they can do this this is important because the 76ers might have the advantage offensively but if the Raptors are able to limit to simple ball and catch them on the transition they're going to find themselves in some really good opportunities and we all know the 76ers are mediocre defensively like I just said so if they can pick up on the transition then I have full confidence in this squad um, but with that also talking about the defense of the 76ers, Precious Achua, who let me just say, his growth throughout the season, credit to him, he's been awesome. So, you know, round of class for him. Then Ken Birch, he needs to perform. These two guys, they need to perform. Precious and Ken Birch, if they can dominate the glass, the Raptors are going to be in a real good position on most nights here, if not in all games in this series. The Raptors are 8th in rebounds in this league. The Philadelphia 76ers are 28th. So clearly, the Raptors are more dominant in rebounds. But if you want to go offensive rebounds, the Raptors are 2nd in the NBA. Yes, number 2. So if the Raptors are able to dominate the glass, which we've seen them do all regular season long, they are going to beat Philadelphia. They just need to stay t stick to their game. They need to dominate the glass. That's also for guys like Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam. They have to play playoff basketball. And yes, this is Scotty Barnes' rookie season. So, you know, there might be some hesitation, but Siakam, proven playoff scorer. Van Vliet, I'm not expecting him to get all up there, but if he can hit his shots, the Raptors are going to be successful. 
And a lot of this is on Gary Trent too. We've seen when Gary Trent is on his game performing like an NBA starter, this team is just different. And that's what we need from him. We need that Gary Trent that's clicking because when he's hot, he's hot. Shooting everything out of his hands seems to go in. And uh, remember that five-game stretch he had in the regular season. So when the Raptors went on their winning streak, Gary Trent needs to turn his game on in the series if the Raptors do want to move on to round two. Uh, now let's go to the coaching battle. And this is all about mismatches and what coach can find the best fits. And that is Doc Rivers against Nick Nurse. Now let's start with Doc. You know, with Rivers, it's interesting because there's either you love him or you hate him. There's no in-between. Um, and then with Nick Nurse, arguably the coach of the NBA this year. He has done some amazing things with his young basketball team. Um, they're fun to watch. They're electric. They're athletic. Um, yeah, they aren't, you know, perfect. But this team is a team by every means of the definition. They are gelled. They're in complete form. Even the ad of Tad Young. Um, so he has been really important. It's going to be interesting. It is. It is going to be a fun series. If Nick Nurse is able to play his system and coach, uh, out-coach Doc Rivers and the 76ers, in which he's done this season, then I like the odds here. Uh, Nick Nurse, yes, there's been some interest from L.A. A lot of people have asked me about that. I'm not going to put too much into it. Honestly, is LA really that much of a better gig right now than Toronto? Then you also got to talk about the contract and all that stuff. Uh, it's a weird conversation to have, especially right now. Obviously, the Lakers are always going to be in the media. They're kind of the Dallas Cowboys, Toronto Maple Leafs of the NBA. So I'm not going to put too much thought into that. I think Nick Nurse is locked on the series and locked on making it out of round one. So Nick Nurse, my coach of the year by far. What he's done this year is incredible and he's going against doc rivers like i said hall of fame coach uh he's really good at what he does so doc rivers we know he hasn't been able to out coach nick nurse in the regular season so far so nick nurse needs to maintain his hold on doc uh but with that let's go to turnovers now now this is probably the most important thing i'm gonna be talking to you guys today about on this show and that is limiting your turnovers and that is crucial for the raptors because both of these teams are so good in this category. They are both tied for second in turnovers per game. And if the Raptors are, you know, not in it mentally and they're a little bit careless and they're frustrated and sloppy, this could hurt them a lot. But the same goes for the 76ers. It's a double-edged sword. Whatever team is sloppy, whatever team is, you know, clearly not the more responsible they're gonna have some trouble and i think the raptors are a lot more responsible with the basketball than the 76ers obviously we have a more athletic side here in toronto it's younger it's more defensive based i really think this is an advantage for the raptors i think they need to take this into consideration and really exploit it because if they do so you know if you're catching the 76ers on turnovers and with their transition defense, you're going to have so much success. And this series might end a lot sooner than a lot of people think. But the 76ers team, they're a veteran team. They know what they're up against. They know that the media kind of favors the Raptors. Obviously, Shaquille O'Neal did say the 76ers in four. I love Shaq. <laughs> There's actually been some rumors that he took that back. 
uh, later on the show. They just didn't show it. Obviously, you know, they're going to want the ratings and the TV media and all that stuff with the controversy. But do you guys really think Shaq believes that? Because I don't. Like, I don't at all. I think that's just typical American media not giving the Raptors credit. It's the same thing we see with the Blue Jays. They will not give credit credit to Toronto. This team is overachieving. And if they get swept in four games, I'm not even going to be mad because nobody expected them to make it to the playoffs. Everybody said at best this team would be a playing team, but this team showed otherwise. They clicked. They gelled together. The emergence of Scotty Barnes, who is going to be my X factor for the Toronto Raptors in the series, which I'm going to talk about just in a minute. But this team, what they've done this year and how much fun they've brought to all of us as fans, I think we're all in a good spot with the team. And the future is so bright. And yes, next year might be a contending year. And who knows what pieces they are in the offseason and what moves happen. But this Raptors team really turned the corner fast. And they look like they're ready to compete for quite a while again before having to, I guess, rebuild or retool um, with the way this team's emerged. And that's all credit to management, Bobby Webster, Masai Ujiri, and even head coach Nick Nurse. They have really taken the ship of this Raptors team. And despite losing Kwai and Kyle Lowry and, you know, all the other big pieces that have left the Toronto Raptors organization, somehow, some way, they are just keeping it successful here in Toronto. And yes, last year might have been a one-off, but it was considered a rebuild year. And wow, to have a one-year turnaround like this, credit to them. But with that, let's go to the X-Factors now. And my X-Factor, like I said, for Philadelphia is Tobias Harris. Obviously, I'm not a Tobias Harris fan. I'm I'm sure not many of you guys are as well. Uh, We know this guy very well from the 2019 playoffs in which the Raptors won the NBA championship. This year, he's averaging 17 points per game, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists per game. The reason I'm putting Tobias Harris as my X-Factor is because when he is on his game, the 76ers usually are successful. And when the Raptors took on Philadelphia on April 7th, recently before the end of the regular season, he played 38 minutes, 8 points, 7 rebounds, and 1 assist. And the Raptors obviously won that game. 119-114, which is probably a reason why a lot of Raptors writers and analysts believe that they have such a good advantage in the series. But yes, they do. And I think that this is a very winnable series. But when Tobias Harris is on his game, if you look at the game prior, for example, against Indiana, and I know it's Indiana, but still, he played 36 minutes, 17 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. And that was a game that the 76ers won 131 to 122 when Tobias Harris is going and Joel Embiid is going like they were in this game this 76ers team is why they are in fourth place Embiid scored 45 points in this game as well just to mention that so you know this is a high scoring Philadelphia team they like to put up numbers in the first half of games Um, you know they can put up 80 after the first two quarters they can score like at a real good pace so definitely something to watch out for um so Tobias Harris, but honorable mention to Tyrese Maxey. I kind of hinted him at the start of this episode. He's not my X factor, but still I have to give credit to this guy. What he's done this year without Ben Simmons uh, and Harden for until the trade deadline, really in the last 21 games, Tyrese Maxey, 17 points per game, three rebounds per game, four assists. He's still young, only age 21. He's from Dallas, Texas. This guy 
He's athletic. He's young. Definitely going to be a piece for the 76ers team long term. He's so fun to watch. And his emergence, I just wanted to give credit to because not a lot of people talk about him. He's kind of under the radar in the media. But Tyrese Maxey has done some incredible things this season. He's a big part of why Philadelphia is where they are right now. In 74 games, he's started of 75, which he's appeared in. So this guy, he's been a starter for them all year long, and he's really taken that step. But with that, just before I get to the Raptors X-Factor, I do want to highlight that Matisse Tybel is out for all Raptors home games for the 76ers. Obviously, that's games three and four right now. He is not vaccinated. He only has one shot. So there's some controversy here. Obviously, we know Matisse, 25 years old, drafted in the first round by the Celtics in 2019. He's a big factor for the 76ers defense. He's a huge factor in their transition defense as well. So without him, when the games are in Toronto, they have to take advantage because without him, this 76ers team's rotation is going to look a lot different. It's a rotation that they're probably not going to be too comfortable with uh, at the start. So getting it out of the way early should leave the Raptors in a good spot. They need to target this, um, you know, offensively, Matisse isn't going to blow you away, averaging five points per game, two rebounds and one assist. But still, defensively, this guy was important for Philadelphia. And without him, this is a big loss. And if you speak to anybody who is a Sixers fan or talks about the Sixers, works for the team, they all say this is a huge loss for a series against the Raptors. And obviously, that's because of the defense of effort he puts in how determined he is on the defensive side of the ball and how much of an offensive team the 76ers are without their, you know, one of their better defensive players, they're going to be definitely in trouble against a young Raptors offense. But with that, let's finish off the episode. We're talking about my Raptors X factor, and that is Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes, the rookie of the year, without a doubt, without a doubt. You cannot tell me otherwise if you want to do so you must not be watching Raptors games because what he's done this year is incredible. Averaging 15 points per game, seven rebounds and three assists per game. He's only 20 years old from West Palm beach, Florida. This guy has done some awesome things for the Raptors and nobody expected him to make a jump as big as he did to be such a key contributor. But the reason he is my X factor is because when Scotty Barnes is playing like we know he's capable of, this Raptors team can be dominant and they could be scary. We've seen the winning streaks they've gone on. They've beaten some of the best teams like Denver, uh, Phoenix as well in the West. They've beaten in the top teams over here. So, you know, when he's on his game, this Raptors team is another level. And Scotty Barnes, it is going to be his first ever postseason now, his first ever playoff series. And that's why a lot of people are not taking the Raptors to go far because they think that this is still a younger basketball team. Yes, they have Siakam and Van Vliet who are playoff scorers now, but they do have a lot of young guys. And Scotty Barnes, who knows how he plays in playoff basketball. We saw what happened to LaMelo in the playing round and a lot of unfair criticism has gone his way saying he's not ready for playoff basketball. And, you know, I just, I don't like that kind of talk. I think just because they're a finesse kind of skill player doesn't mean they won't shine in the playoffs. We've seen finesse talent shine in the postseason. So I don't understand the criticism on LaMelo, but this isn't a Charlotte's podcast. This is a Toronto podcast. So back to Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, I'm excited. This is my X factor for the series. If he could play the game that we know he's capable of, 
the Raptors should have a good chance in this series. Now, I do think this is going to Game 7. Either one of these teams could win. It's going to be a lot of game-by-game action and analysis to break down. But we will be here for all of it. We will have post-game episodes and sometimes even preview pre-game episodes for this whole series and for the remainder of the playoffs, depending on how far our Toronto Raptors go. I'm excited about this team. I think they have a real chance in the playoffs. Tell me guys what you think. Feel free to reach out to the show via the social media platforms. We love to hear from you guys and we'd love to get you on the show. Let's go Raptors game one this Saturday, 6 PM at Wells Fargo center, Philadelphia. Be ready because we are coming Toronto is coming. We are back in the playoffs, and it is going to be loud. Jurassic Park is back. COVID is finally in the rearview mirror, although numbers are going up, which is kind of scary. But still, Jurassic Park is back. The arena is going to be full. I cannot wait. You better be scared of Philadelphia because this young team that's fast, exciting, athletic, that's you know dominant down the depth chart, Tad Young in his emergence since the deadline, Scotty Barnes, Rookie of the year, Gary Trent Jr. If he's firing on all cylinders, the bounce back season of Pascal Siakam. And if Fred Van Vliet's knee can hold up and he's healthy, watch out Philly because we are coming. Toronto is coming. It's Toronto versus everybody. All right, that's all for me, folks. Go Raptors, go. Let's do this. It is time for the NBA playoffs. Hi, where are you from? Canada. Everybody on the left. Everybody on the right, in the front and in the back. Let them know where you from. Repping everywhere I go. Everybody from the cold. This is where we call it home. Good people.